Welcome to the Agape Podcast. I'm Beck, a passionate, sold-out lover of Jesus who accidentally started a Christian singles ministry. And now I want to help as many people as possible to find their husband or wife while being super healthy and full of hope. So get ready for some real, raw talk about all things singleness and dating. Hello and welcome to part two of our Red Flags series. So today I'm going to go through 10 other red flags to look out for in dating. I'm going to caveat this as like Christian dating, right? Because that's what we're talking about. All right. So the first one I want to look at is, this is our part two, is if they manipulate or deceive to control. Obviously, this is a massive red flag, right? So if there is deception, if they're dishonest, but it is a way of gaining control over you or controlling what you're doing, obviously, that's a massive red flag, right? And that's good to look out for. If they're manipulating to try and get their intentions um, or their needs met or even manipulating to try and kind of bring about what they're wanting to happen, obviously, that's a really big red flag, right? And especially if they're doing it early on in dating, because people are usually on their best behavior earlier on. So that should be a very big warning sign to you. Again, red flags are just those warning signs that saying, hey, possible danger ahead, like look out, you want to be paying attention to these things, right? So the second one um, that I want to look at, again, this is not an all-inclusive list, but these are just some of the things that came to mind, is if they have no self-control. So in, um, <laughs> I didn't put the, the, I put the verse and the, um, but I didn't put what book it's from. So uh, is it Corinthians 5, 22 to 23? It's something 5, 22 to 23. It talks about the fruit of the spirit. I can't think of it off the top of my head, um, but it talks about the fruit of the spirit is self-control. And so if they don't have self-control in their life, finances with food, with friends, with impulses, with, um, you know, going and vegging out on TV or gambling or addictions or even just in simpler things like self-discipline. Um, you know, it's everybody else's fault that people can fall into a really big victim mentality. If they're not able to exercise self-control, this is a really big red flag because it also means, hey, when they're, you know, when you're married and you know, are they going to be able to have that fruit of the spirit? Like this is the character things that we're looking for in somebody that we're dating. Do they have self-control in their life? Are they able to control themselves, hold themselves accountable and actually not act on every impulse and urge? Because honestly, dating someone like that or being married to somebody like that would be really scary, um, you know, and a really, a really um, unsafe or unpredictable place to be. So, are they exercising self-control? That's a big one. And that this is a really good fruit of the spirit to look at. Actually, when dating, it's good to look for all the fruits of the spirit, you know, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, thankfulness, self-control, um, you know, 
these are keys for character that we want to look for in the people that we're dating. And it's really important, right? So having a lack of self-control should be a red flag. Why why do they not have self-control? Again, if you're watching, feel free to share this live. I would love to have more people join. If you have friends that are on TikTok that you think would benefit from finding out like, hey, these are some really good red flags in Christian dating to look out for, feel free to invite them to the live. Uh, The third one, the third thing to look out for is if they're jealous or possessive. The third red flag I want to really highlight Okay, so if they're already jealous in the dating stages, that's a big red flag. It speaks to insecurity. It speaks to that possessiveness that we're talking about. And that generally doesn't just go away, right? There's obviously inner healing that needs to be done there, but it is a really big red flag. And if they're not going after healing that area, they're not teachable and they're not even recognizing that it's a problem for them, then that needs to be something that we're aware of. It's probably not something that's just going to go away. And are we content to to get to know, enter a relationship with somebody who's jealous or possessive, um, is wanting to tell you what you can do with your time, who you can spend time with, what friends you're able to see. It becomes really controlling, right? And it's different if somebody is aware of this and they're actually actively going after it and trying to get it out of their lives, right? But if they're not aware of it and they don't care, um, then that's a bigger issue because, that's going to keep coming up and that's it's not conducive to a healthy relationship to have somebody or you feel like somebody's looking over your shoulder all the time right so that should be a big red flag if especially early on they're being jealous or possessive or um you know you've been date you've gone on a couple of dates and they're already trying to tell you like what you can and cannot do um who you can spend time with all of that kind of stuff The fourth one I want to focus on is if they ignore your needs or they don't value them. So if you express your needs to this person and it's either brushed aside, brushed off, or isn't valued, so they listen but don't do anything about it and don't actually take it on board or try and change, um, you know, what they've been doing that has potentially hurt you, then that's a really good sign that they actually don't value you. They don't value the things that you need in a relationship a lot of people who are very selfish or narcissistic fall into this kind of category. And so looking out for this red flag can actually protect you and prevent you from dating people like this um, because it's all about them. It's all about their needs getting met. It's not about them coming into a relationship to serve you and look after you. It's actually about what they can receive, which, you know, that is not the heart of the father. That is not the heart of dating. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's a terrible place to be in. And it would be a terrible relationship to be in, right? So look out for that red flag. If you're expressing your needs early on and they're not, re- they're not caring about them or they're saying that they care about them, but again, I really don't trust what people say. I'm like, I want to see the action. I want to see what you actually do. Um, you know, faith without works is dead. I'm like, I need to see the works. Um, I need to actually see what you're doing. Then, yeah, that's a big... That's a big warning sign. That's a big red flag. Another big red flag, number five, is if they don't don't compromise. If you have somebody that's unwilling to compromise, oh my gosh, run. (laughs) Because your life will only get harder and will only be worse with them. Um, Again, this is rooted in selfishness. 
there it's my way or the highway this is how I like things done but in a partnership you actually need both people coming together to love and serve one another and so if it's all about them their needs what they want um, and they're unwilling to compromise or find a middle ground that's a really big warning sign and it's probably not going to go away it's a deeper issue in their heart right and so obviously people can learn to compromise but if they've been given multiple opportunities multiple chances and um, you know even with like hey where should we go for dinner and you're like oh, I really don't like this place like how about here I'm like no we're going here <laughs> you know that kind of stubbornness it's it's what I want my way or the highway that kind of thing um, that's a really big red flag and it's it shows a lack of character in that area and you don't want to be in a relationship with somebody like that. That would be so draining and so devastating. So if they aren't able to compromise, red flag. Um, number six, if they're belittling or making you feel stupid or putting you down. So if somebody is belittling you, um, making you feel like you're unintelligent, that you don't know things, being, you know, kind of gaslighting you, hey, this is all in your head, um, you know, that's a really good red flag, right? Um, hey, this person doesn't value me or they're trying to belittle me to make themselves feel better um, or inflated or like I need them. Whatever game they're playing, I ain't biting. I ain't playing into that. I know my identity. I know I'm not stupid. I know I'm valuable. I don't need to stick it around or put up with this. So run away from that. <laughs> that, that there is no life there, right? And obviously this comes from deep insecurity in that person. But that's for them to work out. We don't, we don't need to disciple people. We don't need to counsel them. We don't need to help them out of their triggers. Like they have community, they have family. Um, that's not the role of like somebody who's dating, especially not early on, um, to come alongside them. Oh, I'm just going to help you. And I think sometimes women get in this mindset of like, I can fix this. I can help you through this. But really they need, they need to want to and they need to be doing those steps on their own. So that's number six. Number seven if they're refusing to commit, really big red flag. So they're in, but they're out, but they they like it. They like you when you're around and when it's convenient for them, they like having you around, but they refuse to commit to you. And this person just honestly, unfortunately, doesn't necessarily like you. They like the idea of you. They like having you around. They like the attention that they receive, but they don't want to actually commit to you and, and, say like, hey, this is actually like, I'm in, I care about you. I want to be committed to you and I value this relationship. And so that person really is in this for what they can get out and what they can get from you rather than what they can give to you. And I see a lot of women, they pour out, they pour out, they pour out and they're so loving and they're so kind. And then um, they get taken advantage of by these guys who don't want to commit to them, but they really like having them around. They like having somebody to you know message on a Saturday night when they're tired or lonely and it's fun to have a girl that you know likes them or it's fun to have a guy that likes them but they don't like them enough to actually commit to them so they'll pull emotional energy they'll pull intimacy out of them um and and really be this like you know semi-codependent but only when it suits them and they're not there to actually give back. And this is a really selfish way to do relationships. And a lot of people do do it like this. And a lot of women and men let themselves be taken advantage of in this way because they allow it to happen as well. And so 
I think it's really important to be on guard for that and recognize the signs and say, hey, actually, that's I'm so much more valuable than this. That's not what I'm going to do. I'm not going to allow myself to be disrespected in this way. Um, and that's a really powerful, a really powerful statement. Don't settle for somebody who isn't re- willing to commit to you. 18, uh, number eight, sorry. They don't honor God with their life. You're unequally yoked and they don't have good character. So really big red flag. If they're not honoring the Lord with their life, a lot of people. Hi, Sue blessed. <laughs> um, a lot of people have Jesus as savior, but not as Lord. So yes, he saved me. I'm going to heaven, woohoo! but I'm not going to live for him. And so I don't, I mean, you know, or I'm not going to live in the fullness of what I'm called to do. I'm not going to live in holiness. I'm not going to really strive for holiness. And I think that is a massive red flag. If they're not submitted to the Lord, oh, that is a dangerous place in relationship. That's a dangerous place in marriage. And so for me, I know that would mean I was, I'm unequally yoked. I want to be submitted to the Lord. I want to be following him. I want to be, um, you know, upholding the word of God um, as truth in my life and living according to it. And so if he's not doing that, yep, we're unequally yoked. How is he going to lead me spiritually? It brings up all of these other issues that we don't need to go into, but yeah, that's a really big red flag. Um, you know, there's some, I remember when I was dating, there were guys who were like, oh yeah, I love the Lord. And then they'd be like, oh, I go to, I go, I, I go partying and yeah, I drink, but like I'm ministering while I'm doing it. And the more they told me about how, what they're doing and how they're doing it, I'm like, okay, you know, this isn't somebody who is completely surrendered to the Lord in their life. <laughs> and it was pretty obvious, you know? So I think it's, it's really good to, um, yeah, just be really mindful of that and look for it. And again, we're not like assessing people, but if you can see, hey, they're not honoring the Lord with their lives. Like every second word is a cuss word. They're smoking, they're drinking, they're doing all these things that, you know, we're actually called to be different than the pattern of the world. Hi, Emily. Um, We're called to be different than the pattern of the world. And so actually, this is not the kind of person I need to be with. This is not the kind of person I need to be marrying. That's really important. Um, number nine, if they're unforgiving, they're unable to look beyond offense. It's a really big red flag. The Bible talks so much about forgiveness and we're actually called to forgive. And so that is a character issue. If they're unable to forgive and move past an offense or past a hurt that they feel like they've been wronged in, um, it's so hard to have a relationship with that person. Uh, they hold on to offenses. Bitterness comes in. There's no room for life or fruit or growth in a relationship like that. And so, you know, looking at that early on when in the dating process, you've, you've gone out a couple of times and say you don't, you make a mistake in some way and you don't show up the way that they want you to show up or something happens and they're unable to forgive you and move past it. That's a really big red flag that this is not something that they've cultivated in their life. This is not a character trait that they have. And you don't want to be with somebody who's unforgiving. Can you imagine having something held like over your head (laughs) as you date and as you get to know people, as you get to know each other, um, things are constantly brought up. The Bible says to keep no record of wrong. And if you're with somebody who's keeping records of wrong, wrongs done to you, that is a really depressing place to be. And it really is draining to be in a relationship like that, where you don't feel like you can ever move past things. And the cost of making a mistake is so high and so great because you're going to have that held over your head for so long. Um, 
that there's no forgiveness. Like that is a really terrible, unhealthy way to do relationships. And so keep an eye out for that early on. If they're unable to forgive um, and unable to overlook offenses, even with other people. So if they're still telling you about something that happened, you know, five years ago that they still have emotion about, they're still really angry and upset and bitter about, and they haven't been able to move past it and find a place of forgiveness. Um, And like, I had some crazy stuff happen to me. And it doesn't mean that by forgiving that person, I'm condoning what they're doing or saying it's okay, but I refuse to live under or in the prison of unforgiveness because it takes so much away from my life. And so I'm actually choosing to forgive. I'm choosing to, um, you know, release that person from whatever I'm holding against them because I want to live in the fullness of what God has for me. And I'm also commanded to do so. So if they're unwilling to do that, uh, listen to their stories, listen to the way they talk, listen to how they interact with their family. Is If that's something that they're not cultivating in their lives, that should be a really big red flag. And number 10 is if they're hypocritical. So obviously we're all hypocritical because we know God's standard for us and we fall short and that's why grace is so important. But the way I mean hypocritical is if they have um, a really high standard for other people, um, you see them like pretending to be really godly, really holy, showing up at church, doing all this stuff, but then in their private life, that's actually not who they are. It seems to be a lot more for show than like really from the depths of who they are and and their heart or even holding other people to a standard that they themselves aren't living in, right? And so I've seen this a lot, like, oh, you need to be like this, this, and this and really judgmental and condemning. But I'm like, hey, you're actually not living in this. You're actually not walking in that. So why are you putting a yoke on somebody else that you're not willing to carry yourself? Um, You know, (laughs) Uh, and and a lot of them are unnecessary yokes as well. Like it's not actually biblical things. It's all these extra gray areas that people feel convicted about. And so if they if they have this hypocrisy or I'm I'm serving the Lord, I'm doing all this stuff, but then I'm going home and you know, watching like porn or whatever it is, that's a really big red flag um, of like, oh, your actions and what you're saying don't necessarily line up with your lifestyle and how you're living. And this can show up in a myriad of ways. And so that's just a few examples, but that's a really good red flag because you want congruency in the person that you're dating. You want them to be stable. You want them to be healthy. You want them to actually you know, be living for the Lord and loving the Lord. And yes, we all have moments, we all have slip ups, you know, um, there's definitely times where it's been, you know, I've really been attacked by the enemy and, um, you know, uh, for instance, super vulnerable moment. I don't drink um, like ever and I'm pregnant at the moment, (laughs) so I can't, but um, I really like, I went like five years without having like any alcohol. Um, And then I felt like there was a release to like, oh, I can have a little bit of wine. And, but I was going through a really hard couple of days, really hard. And the enemy was just getting on me. And I was just feeling so like I was worthless. Nope. Uh, like I'm so hopeless. I've never felt so hopeless. And I had all the, all the hormonal things going on that come with pregnancy. And I remember <laughs> that's my husband, Hey Nick. And I remember thinking, Oh, I just want to have some alcohol. Like I just want to get drunk. And it was totally an attack of the enemy. I obviously didn't do it, but that's the fruit of self-control. Like things come into your mind, things come up that you're like, oh, I, I actually 
I feel tempted in this area or I'm really struggling. Like my life is at the time I felt like my life is so hard. Like there is no way out. I feel so hopeless. And I was just crying for like day, like a couple days and fell into this like sadness. Um, but it's like, what do you do with that? We all have those moments. We all have those temptations. We all have times where we like life feels too overwhelming, but it's like, how do we cope with that? Um, you know, how do we actually move past that? Are we pressing into the Lord or are we running away from him? And to be honest, I ran away from him for like a day. I was still talking to him, but I was like, I'm mad at you. <laughs> um, everything's going wrong. What is my life? And then I just surrendered and I just kept coming back to him and he just kept romancing me. And I was like, stop being so nice. I'm trying to be angry. Um, stop loving me so well. But he really did. He loved me so well and he loved me through that. And I was like, I didn't lose faith, I, but I had a rough patch. And, but it was like, what am I going to do with this, right? What am I going to do? I know who Jesus is. I'm going to keep coming back to him. And that's what we need to look for in our partners too. We're all going to have rough things come up, but how do they handle the storm? Do they run to the Lord? Or, you know, even if they're mad at God, like, hey, everything in my life is going wrong. Are they still surrendered to him? Or are they like, hey, you know what? I'm going to go to drugs. I'm going to go drink. I'm going to go numb out on TV because I actually don't want to deal with my emotions. I don't want to deal with my heart. I don't want to deal with what God's doing. And I just went really deep with the Lord in that season. And it was like a week and a half season. <laughs> like it, it came and it went. Um, but I just could see the enemy really coming for my life and coming for my heart and just telling me like, hey, you should end your life. Like you should do this. I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, it was really intense. Um, but that's what we need to be looking for, character. What do they do when, you know, what hits the fan, <laughs> you know? And that's very different than, um, you know, pretending or, or I'm just showing up to show up, but this isn't really who I am having problems and still running into the Lord, that is a heart of a true believer. That's the heart of somebody who actually loves the Lord and is submitting to him and actually wants to bring him into the process, bring him into what they're doing. And um, yeah, I'm really glad that was a little tangent. <laughs> I'm really glad the Lord brought me through that. And it's the, it's the kindness of the father I have found to lead me through that and lead me into repentance for not trusting him and, and, continue to woo me in those moments um so yeah I kind of got off on a little tangent there but God is so good that even when I'm mad at him even when I'm like I don't want to have anything to do with you right now I'm so my heart is breaking um and I'm struggling so much that you know I, then all of a sudden like worship would start playing in my house or I would just start having visions of him hugging me and I and I don't really have a lot of visions normally or you know, I'm like closing my eyes and he's just all about me and hugging me and holding me. And I'm like, oh man, you're, you're romancing me so well, but I just want to be annoyed because I don't know how to get out of this. And he's just like, hey, just sit with me, just be with me, beloved. Like, it's okay. He's a really good father. If we'll, let, if we'll allow him to father us and parent us, he's really good at it. So anyway, those are the 10 red flags to look, at, to look for. Um, you guys are awesome. I just want to pray over you, Lord. I just thank you for each person watching. Father, I thank you that you are the God of discernment. And so I just pray for discernment as they date, that you will give them supernatural discernment, a heightened sense of discernment to see the people that they're dating and to, and to see hearts and to be able to discern hearts, not in a judgmental or critical way, but in a way that is actually exposing and revealing the true intentions of the people that they're getting to know. And Father, I pray that you'll help them to look out for these red flags, not as a list to go through, but as 
potential warning signs and really speak to them, counsel them and comfort them as they process these warning signs that may come up in dating with you. And I ask this in Jesus name. Amen. Have an awesome day, guys. Bye.